a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Paranormal Dimensions is a regular feature on Mondays on the Paranormal UK radio network. It hasn't changed in millions of years. But here, here we have a clue to an answer. This is Michael Feely, and you're listening to the Paranormal UK Radio Network, the UK's biggest paranormal network, and this is Paranormal Dimensions with David Young. Hello, welcome to the show. We've got an interesting show tonight. Um, we've got, uh, is, uh, Frank Willis is making his third visit to the show, and it's going to be about ley lines, uh, apparently, this show. And also helping me today is going to be the lovely Sasha Christie, who's making another return visit. And um, we we had a bit of fun the last time, didn't we, Sasha? <laughs> Sasha's always welcome. She's a good friend of everybody, and... Um, you know, we always have a, a bit of a laugh. Is not even amongst all the nasty stuff that's going on at the moment. We try to keep a bit positive, don't we? <laughs> but so, uh, how's things been with you, Sasha? All right, bit weird, obviously, bit weird for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kids are off school because the, you know, cases in school. So it's just us in a little bubble, you know, as yeah, usual. It's like before, anyway. 
you know, I don't really have much of an outdoorsy life. <laughs> no, I know. And you've, you've had some medical problems as well with your shoulder and everything as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, there's always something falling off. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope they fix you up at, at some point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did mean I, to I, say, I, I did mean to say thank you to Michael Feely for the intro. I forgot to say that at the beginning. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I guess we'd better bring Frank on before he disappears. We're going to incorporate your story into this as well, Sasha, because I think you've got you've got your story. Um, was it yours connected to ley lines as well? Yeah, yeah, very close, very, very close. Yeah, I think that's why Frank suggested you come on the show, and uh, it's always a good idea for me anyway to get you on. So uh, anyway, let's get Frank on. Hello, Frank. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hi mate, yeah, how you doing? Okay. Uh, I'm fine, thanks. Good. Yeah. Welcome Hi. back. You were here a few months ago on the show. It was, uh, I think, it was quite well received as always are. Ah, uh, great. Uh, you know, I never had any feedback at all off that show, but then again, I never looked. Well, to be honest, I, I don't get a lot of. It all sort of goes back. All I get is a bit of feedback off the off the network saying, "Oh, that show went down all right," but you don't really get too much feedback you know things like that really you know yeah. you, you, I don't even see the figures and things really but we do get a, a good audience across the world so that's good enough for me I mean I don't know you know I think the network gets around about 30,000 I think that's going up now because we're on um, several different platforms as well now on Spreaker and uh, I think um, is it Google Podcasts and things like that I think it's on uh, iHeart as well now so oh. Oh, well, I, I don't know how I didn't know about Google Podcasts. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, no, I think it's on there as well. So I was told. Um, so it is spreading out more. We're not on. We're not doing actual pod. Uh, what was it called? Podbean anymore? We're off of Podbean. In case anyone's looking for shows on Podbean, we're not on there anymore. There, are, I think you can find all the old older shows on Spreaker now. If you want to go looking for them, um, you can. I think they've put all, all everything on Spreaker now. So um, yeah. Anyway, Frank, it's your show. Um, <laughs> it's going to be mostly about ley lines, this one. Yeah, uh, so a ley line I recently discovered in North Wales. Uh, for people who don't know what a ley line is, it's basically a, a line of energy. Uh, scientists can't really fathom it, but for somebody like me, I know it exists. Uh, the background I've got is in martial arts and I became aware of the energy called Qi and as a lot of people know I, I do practice Tai Chi hmm. now once you feel the energy or discover it you you know there's no going back uh, you, you can't explain it to anybody but you either know it or you don't know it excuse me so you know most people days I come across I'll either be teaching them Tai Chi or I'll be doing spiritual healing on them which again is utilising this energy called Chi now a lot of people go oh no you, you, you can't do it doesn't exist but it's something what's been around for thousands of years and certainly the Chinese have used it but in the West this is this is the big uh, what, what I find funny 
the symbol of the medical profession is the caduceus and it's the two serpents twining up to the godhead which is the wings mm. like the seven areas where it entwined around they are the chakras in the body the main uh, center pressure points whatever you want to call them but main energy centers in the body the top of the head the forehead the throat the, the heart the chemo chest as the sternum your sacral chakra or dantian chakra and your base chakra the role there is what I use in martial arts it's also what I use in healing you know you divide the energy up into the yin and yang hence the two serpents now that symbol is like I say it's a symbol in a medical profession but it goes back to Hippocrates and he had a very very similar symbol now we call chi pneuma so if you aura or your chi became imbalanced you had pneumonia and that's where the word comes from mm. now doctors signed a Hippocratic oath of which Hippocrates you know he was a forefather of medicine and they're unaware of what that symbol actually means now for me practicing Tai Chi I've become aware of these energies around me and for a simple practical thing most people experience it by if they're sat in a, a pub or sat in a restaurant or a public place and they feel that somebody's stirring at them they turn around and yes somebody is stirring now that was another thing I learned in the army you don't stir at your enemy if you're ambushing them because the senses are that heightened they will sense that you are looking at them hmm. so they will know you're there so it's a very real thing but for science to ignore it it, it depresses me to an extent where it's a program put out to suppress it you know the, the church certainly had a, a good go of trying to suppress it uh, where they split up Hippocrates's uh, theory that to heal the body you've got to heal the mind and spirit Me, you know spirit meaning the pneuma or the chi so with that people are interacting with each other and hence they're the picking each other's uh, vibes or energies up you know they're in a chi field so some clairvoyants claim they can read people but actually they're just inside that chi field and they, they're picking up hmm. like an empath picks up energy yeah, yeah your, skin, your skin tells you everything you need to know about your environment and then yeah. your brain is meant to process that information but as you've just said we're disconnected from that we're told you know that our brains are separate kind of thing and you know we have imbalances in chemistry and it, it's not at all it's all about energy yeah and his skin tells you everything <laughs> you know like Hippocrates he, he, he said mind body and spirit you know you cure the whole but he split up the church took all the spirit side of it yeah medicine took over the body side of it and then the minds <laughs> separated into psychology and psychiatry yeah, uh, 
that is the infancy of medicine. You know, the, every year I read stuff and it contradicts the, the previous year. You know, when I was a social worker, it was a nightmare. It was a minefield. You know, you, you were constantly reading stuff and the latest updates and what was really going on with the mind and the body. You know, because they're all working with adults with learning disabilities. But I, I got out of it because it worked for me. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to become more spiritual and lead that life. Because with the chi, when you become aware of it, you start to sit in certain places in your room. And you, you start to think, oh, well, that don't feel right. You know, you start to become a bit more intuitive. You start listening to your gut feeling. And then you start seeing things differently. You know, like a very good example, I say to people, by the definition of opposites, what's the opposite of left? And everybody goes, right. I say, why is that? And they say, well, there's a vocal, a, 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 a fulcrum point in the middle. You know, that's the opposite. So you go, right, so what's the opposite of a tall tree? And they go, a short tree. Yeah. It can't be. It has to be a deep tree. That's <laughs> go under the ground. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that's the way we're educated, the, the way we've, we've been, like, programmed rather than educated. So, you know, I, I start seeing things like that, and then I start taking the mickey sometimes you know I'll hold up a piece of paper and say what's that well oh, that's a piece of paper and no it's not it's a dead tree <laughs> and it is it's, you know it's paper pulp but anyway with that he's, he's, you know as Sasha said it before you, you become more aware of your environment and the Chinese brought that to a fine point with Feng Shui you know, they'll build houses in a certain uh, configuration, in a certain direction. They'll even bury bodies in a certain direction in churches. Mm. And it's interesting that a lot of people say Bruce Lee's tomb was in the wrong configuration, and that's why Brandon Lee ended up dead as well. So it's interesting that that uh, belief in Feng Shui goes that deep. But it is very real in certainly in Hong Kong where a lot of people do practice it and, and stuff. But well, they, they incorporate it into their architecture, don't they? There's blocks of like tower blocks of flats, but they'll have a big gap in the middle, and that is so the sky dragons can fly through and they're not, you know, we're not, they're not causing a blockage. That's, that's that's exactly what it is. The sky dragons or the dragon lines yeah. the Chinese call the chi lines yeah you know in, in the west uh, we call them the, the lay lines now mm-hmm. and to me they're very real but if you get a, a map out you can connect ancient sites with straight lines and they're, they're like blueprint for lay lines now not all lay lines are in straight lines you know, you, you can alter the direction of a layer line uh, by just simply putting a, a piece of current, a, a piece of iron into the ground and redirecting that energy. 
which a lot of people do, you know, that are into Feng Shui. So you can have a line what zigzags or get a, a line what could go north for 100 miles and then suddenly turn east for 100 miles. You know, the, you can look through them on maps and find them. Now, the, the real test is, are they there? And, you know, I, I have come across them sometimes when I'm crossing over them, I'll actually feel them in my stomach and I know they're there. Now, all this brings me to this one I'm going to talk about tonight. Uh, it was, I think it was nine years ago, 2011, I was at a Truth Chiefs gathering and it was at a farm in North Wales in a village and forgive me for the pronunciation but it's Glynfridwy and it's between Corwin and Clangolan and I was there a week I was invited to do a couple of talks and at the time I was going through a, a, quite a bit of turmoil in life and I just sat down in this certain place and I didn't move all week apart from getting up and going to the toilet or getting something to eat or going to sleep in the tent and people say have you not moved and just smile at them and I'm happy <laughs> and I never told anybody what I was doing but I was actually sat on the ley line I was taking the energy in and recharging myself and clearing my head to you know a couple of months ahead that I had to go through and I, I really enjoyed it and I go back there every year to the, this field I love the energy there it's one of my favourite places in the world and you know I, I was I never really took it any further than that I just knew the energy was there I'd do Tai Chi there I'd do Qi Kung I, I have done a, a couple of Kung Fu forms because I, I really felt good you know when I am there I'd take people who would teach Tai Chi some friends who were into stuff I'm into and they all go wow what a what a field this is and the farmer and his wife they're nice people but I studied it was about three years ago now we we went a few of us went camping there and there was some festival on in that field so we couldn't have the field and the farmer he put us in another field about three o'clock in the morning that night one of the young lads who was with us, Richard, he, he says to me you know these UFO things you, you talk about, I'm like yeah, he says what's that in the sky and going from west to east down the D Valley in the sky was this flying cube and I went what do you think it is? he says, it's a flying cube <laughs> I went, yeah well you don't believe UFOs are out. He said, no, but I'm seeing this. I said, yeah, I am as well, and I don't know what it is. But it was a flying cube. How big it was, I don't know. How high up it was, I really couldn't. What, what colour was it, Frank? Was it just a, a light? or? It, it was like a greyish colour, but when it swung round into the moonlight, it was like a, a whitish colour to it. Right. So it, it, was, it was strange. I've never seen it. 
and he was silent or you know that far away we couldn't hear anything but I, I was just uh, fascinated by it anyway the day after his mate had texted him and said I seen a flying cue ball with Shrewsbury <laughs> <laughs> so it verified for you know Richard that these things exist but I'm, I'm still mystified by it and I, I don't know what it was but I'm thinking <laughs> why did it fly down this valley in this direction because it's it was parallel to this ley line and the log and then I'm thinking where's Flandrillo from Glenfinnery and it's only a few miles away and as most people in the UFO community know Clandrillo is where the Berwyn Mountain UFO crash happened yeah. well that's uh, I was and that's where we were all uh, we were four miles away from Berwyn when we saw what we saw um, in 1997 yeah I, this, I didn't even know that because this um, is why I wanted you to come on the short actually <laughs> <laughs> fair enough but I, I had no idea about that at all because I didn't even know where we'd gone because I hadn't I wasn't driving uh, John was driving me and Steve were in the back of the car so all I knew was we were just like in Wales somewhere um, and it was when I went back in 2012 that <clears throat> going down the road and I just stopped I stopped I was like oh my god look at that Bowen two, mile, two miles that way uh, Glenkiriog two miles that way or four miles or something like that so it was basically like four miles from Bowen I had zero clue until 2012 um, that's where it was I had no idea where we were I kind of knew we were near Wrexham, but I've not figured in Berwyn, no way. Yeah. Well, it is mad, because when, when I first met you and you told me, um, I'm like, all oh, right, that's near Glenfiddery. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is why I think to Wales, because, you know, flying cubes, spheres, yeah. it's like we have a triangle and a rectangle, and I love the full set. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any um, military bases around that area? I was just wondering if it, they could, you know, if you've seen any sort of um, secret planes or something. Oh my God, David! It was not a plane. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just because there are people. No, sorry, but there are people out there that might say that. You know, that they'll ask that question. That's that's why you got to sort of bring that into the into the equation, yeah. if you like. Um, oh, I, yeah, I believe. Yeah. I believe it wasn't because because uh, oh, I know you and I know Frank and I know you you know what you're looking yeah. at. <laughs> a friend of mine. No, oh, I'm I, I actually put <laughs> it on Facebook and I, I've known the Stuart for a while and exactly what he does for a job I don't know but it's something on computers and he just said it could be military I like these days weak military I don't know what they've got you know they, they now the the SOR 71 for years so yeah, yeah they might have oh. a flight and he just said yeah maybe you're right now he's not a guy who's into UFOs <laughs> so um, he, he got me wondering a bit <laughs> As far as I know, there's no military bases along this area, but they do uh, fly military planes through that Mac Loop, which is along this area. Hmm. You know, people who are into military aircraft, uh, Mac Loop's one of the best places in the world to go. 
because the orange planes they fly down this valley and then turn left up another valley and a lot of people go there they, they photograph them video them and they're actually higher than the planes you know it's on one of my bucket lists yeah I think I've seen bits of film of that it's um, pretty amazing isn't it the, the, the level yeah. they fly at yeah you know I, I was actually watching one today and it were a, a C-130 plane went past like <laughs> and there was some guy sat on the tail lift at the back waiting at the photographers <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's but yeah this uh, rail line in this area I, I like years ago I remember somebody talking about Lake Bala and a lot of legends and there has been UFO scene flying in and out of Lake Bala and I never really give it much thought at the time but these legends go back to like King Arthur and all this and there's a lot of mystique going on around this area which brings me to this ley line you know I thought right where does it start and just about a mile away from the farm uh, towards Corwin is Owen Glendower's mound and in the uh, village of Corwin there's a big statue dedicated to Owen Glendower and the first time I saw it oh who's this guy oh he, he rebelled against the English and I thought alright I like this guy <laughs> you know, I'm being <laughs> <North> Asian <laughs> pull that statue down <laughs> so uh, alright who is he and he, he was around at the time of King Edward I uh, Edward Longshanks and he was a bigger pain in the arse for him than uh, William Wallace was hmm. and his campaign last year I think it was 11 years and he you know Longshanks sent an army into Wales and they got massacred you know simply because Owen Glendour was doing like commando tactics hit and, hit and run you know in small forces but I thought, right, well, where's he from? And it turns out there was this castle, Castle Bran, I think it's called, overlooking uh, Clangollan. And Edward Longshanks demolished this castle. You know, he got as far as this into Wales. And he demolished the castle and it was never rebuilt. But this is where this ley line starts. And he goes through the farm going Glendower's mound which is parallel to what this flying cube was doing and then it, the next place I can find is a lake and it's called again forgive me for my Welsh but Capo Kellen and it's a reservoir lake and I looked at it and I thought well why is this here and you know why is it on a, this layer line I'm thinking there's got to be more to it so I started looking into what Capel Kelling was and it turns out it was a Welsh village and they were all Welsh speaking and in the 1960s they built a dam and it flooded the village out and it was the last village of Welsh speakers and the dam was for water for Liverpool and they only used it for a few years so it straight away in my mind I'm thinking 
This is like ethnic cleansing. You know, it's the type of thing you see around the world happening. Mm. You know, to get rid of the ethnics. And you know, I was like, right. So where else does this line go? And I started uncovering Cardigan Bay, and apparently Cardigan Bay, in legend, it was land at one time, and there's a big dike, and part of the legend or reality is there's a fossilised forest near Cardigan and at low times it appears so at some stage there was you know lower sea levels but this legend of you know again it's a there's a kingdom under Cardigan Bay just like there was this village at Capel telling it flooded and I'm thinking Right, who, who, who was this guy? And I can't remember the name of him offhand, but apparently he fell asleep, and legend says this is when the high tide came in and flooded the kingdom, because he left the gates open. But this guy had seven sons, and he got scattered, and one of the sons was became a saint called. Saint Gwynhull and I can't find the exact translation into English but I know from Afrikaans and Dutch Huddle means shepherd so I was interested in this but there's a church dedicated to him and it's on a it's in a village and you'll have to forgive me for the pronunciation yeah <laughs> but it's on a, a, the peninsula out towards Boise Island and in this village is his church but it's on a crossroads and this crossroads is one of the major roads down to Boise Island which is known as the, same, uh, the island of a thousand saints because a, a lot of the religious fanatics wanted to go there to die so I digs a bit deeper and I started becoming aware that this line may meander or it's possibly there's two lines and part of it goes through the area which uh, Sasha experienced had her experience and where Clandrillo is where this UFO came down but it starts at Church Castle which is just southeast of uh, Brown Castle in Clangolan so all this meandering it's bringing in other churches and there's a church for a saint called Ethelherm which I believe is Gwyn Hoddle's brother who's also a son of this uh, king who let the, the water in over Cardigan Bay but this guy he's uh, supposed to be a, what do you call him like a, a pupil of St. Buno now legend says that St. Ethelred performed necromancy but it's more like it was Saint 
Bruniel who performed the necromancy on St. Ethelred who died and his body was ripped apart by animals now the only part they couldn't get back together again was his eyebrows and in English translated his name is Iron Eyebrows (laughs) now his church is also on one of these layer lines I'm discovering or the meandering of the layer line now you go right across the Irish Sea where I kind of followed it to and it comes to Tara Hill and I was just like right I can't get get over this Tara in English means watchtower now on Tara Hill there's a church there dedicated to St Kevin who's the patron saint of blackbirds blackbirds are known as the watchers Hmm. so I'm just like wow this is amazing now on Thursday I'm actually going over to Ireland and I'm going to go to Tower Hill because I want to experience this energy there which I know is there Mm -hmm. so by the time the show goes out next week I'll be coming back from Ireland yeah try and send some pictures to Frank yeah I will do oh definitely Uh, so anyway in all of this I'm, I'm finding out different facts connected to these saints and what they're actually doing and but I'm thinking well why have they built the churches on this layer line and my opinion is that before these churches came the druids or whoever was there before were aware of sacred wells and there are a couple of sacred wells along these lines and I'm like right this is typical of what Christian churches were doing you know you get an old well like where I was in Preston we have a lady well it's a shrine to the Virgin Mary it's a Catholic place but it's built on a Saxon healing well so I know the energy there is nice but these wells are all on these lands and I'm still discovering more and more but the biggest mind blower for me was right in right through a village and then about a mile out to sea is where these two lines converge this village is Port Mirian and Port Mirian is where Patrick McGowan and the prisoner was filmed mm. now for anybody who's watched it it's all about they're trying to find out why he resigned from his job and they're giving him a number which is what they're trying to do to us now in society mm. <laughs> you know it, we need your ID a digital ID we're getting rid of birth certificates and stuff like that but we want a digital ID which is your DNA and your fingerprints iris things a lot you know that's what they want from us which is what the whole program was about from Patrick McGowan you know he says I'm not a number I'm a free man now in this when he tries to escape from this village they send out massive orbs which again is energy you ever see any depiction of chi it's always in an orb and divided into the yin and yang 
So I'm thinking, did Patrick McGowan actually know of this Leyland, what I, I feel, and did he use it to foresee the future when he, he wrote The Prisoner? Because we're living in a society now where we are the village. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're trying to find out everything about you. You know, we are the enemy. We're being photographed all the time. Then I'm, I'm like looking at this layer line and what's going on. And there's like a timeline of, oh, we've got something, but now let's flood it. We'll start again. Now, let, we've had the time. Let's flood it. Let's start again. And there seems to be like a, there's a nice feel with this energy, but it seems to give off an energy or a something what puts negativeness into the minds of into the psyche of humans where it's okay to just stop everything and start again if that makes sense and I'm trying to figure out how people have been living along these lines for you know hundreds of years or thousands of years so I've become interested in Welsh history in these areas mm. and more than the social history, how people have reacted to conditions what have been happening. You know, like the most recent one is this Berwyn Mountain incident. You know, you've got bloody idiots like Russ, Russ Keller who put out so much bullshit. It's hard to <laughs> sift through to find no. out what the truth is now. I hope you're not just in Russ, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Call you dragon that you fly on the astral. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's where I'm at with this line, and um, obviously, you know, it, it's hard to get the message across without photographs and presenting it and talking about these places. But uh, certainly, in the field, the, the farm, the, there's actually three ley lines go through it and I do feel them and there's a particular point right down on the river bed where I will do Tai Chi because that, that's the focal point of, of the mall but yeah what an amazing place and hopefully when I'm in Ireland next week I'll be able to go to Newgrange again which for anybody who's into ancient sites Newgrange is just phenomenal, it's fantastic um, I must have been about 30 times now but the energy there it, it's just phenomenal and I've been looking to see if there's any connection with Newgrange and these saints of, of North Wales Well you know that where I am I'm not that far from the Wirral Peninsula which is literally a spit away from all of that in Wales, well, at least North Wales. What I've been, me and Dave have been digging into the history of where we live in a place called Roby. That's not me, this is about, by the way. This was, um... It's your partner, Dave, not me. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, <laughs> sorry. So, this town, Roby, is actually a Viking settlement. It's in the Doomsday Book, but and there's another Roby, which I think it means something like Watchtower, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, or, 
you know, watch post, something like that. Um, and the ley line that's near me uh, goes, there's three churches built on it, basically, in a line. Now, the church nearest to us, I can see it from my bedroom window. And they, when I looked on a map to where somebody's charted this map um, of this ley line, and it goes, it goes across my street. Um, so about maybe eight or nine houses up, that's where it is. But when I lived in Leeds, there's a huge part of Leeds which is kind of low lying, and it's all like very condensed housing, um, like just two floors, and and because it's very hilly is Leeds. So when you're at certain parts of it, you can see right across the rooftops of all of these houses, and they're all just kind of like red brick back-to-back houses. And you can see the churches that go across the city, and they are all in a line. <laughs> and it's just like, there's a ley line over there. <laughs> mm, because yeah. that was one of the things that they would do, because churches are supposed to be places of power, and they would build them um, on places of power, oftentimes that would mean that they were building on um you know like an uh, an ancient site of worship for people who worship the earth and the sun and the moon druids whatever uh in even in Scotland there's a huge stone circle i think it's got 48 um stones altogether and they took four of them and they used them as the cornerstones of a church that they built right in the middle of this circle, which is absolutely huge. And in in, in the middle of it is this this church which nobody uses. <laughs> you know, it's it's bonkers. And that's and that's the church tuning into these places of uh, high energy. And yeah. I believe that to be. A lay, which actually means line, doesn't it? So people call it lay lines, but lay means line. So it's really technically being pedantic. It's lay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fascinating that they, because the, the church knows about this and the church knows about the power and they have actively stamped on every part of, uh, any other kind of earthy worship hmm. that they, Satanic. Well, I was going to say about that. I mean, they, they must have had all this ancient knowledge. They just didn't want the normal people to get a hold of. Well, yeah, all, all words are spells, you know, mm. and that's why they call it spelling. But they don't, you know, they, they detach your, they detach your mind and your psyche, and then you do the rest uh, by distracting you from things like that. It's, it's like when you point it out to people, they go, "Oh yeah." yeah. It's like your name is a spell. What you, and that's why people used to choose specific names for the children, you know, like really, you know, dramatic ones because they were tying into an energy or a tone, a frequency, you know, and that is the, that is the energy in the, uh, of the spell. So they say to you, how do you spell your name? And because it's a spell, my name means defender of a mankind and defender of a mankind from the bright light. Now I said to my mum, did you do that on purpose? And she went, no. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I was like, well, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> Considering that I kind of, you know, champion a group of people. So, 
Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, what, gets, what, what, what I don't quite say is why did they want to stop people knowing about all these? Did they know what to keep it all to themselves? I suppose it, was it a control thing? You're the master of your own vessel and it's taking that away yeah. from you. Which is much what they're doing today, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. They were built on where the way the ley lines crossed is the energy spirals and it spirals upwards. So the church steeples they're also known as a spire. Which means to rise. The spiral. You use that energy and with what you're saying in the words, you've got control of people, mind, body and spirit. Hmm. Which you know that's why if you see politicians and they're out and they're giving a speech in public, they always have the hands down and they have the fingers and the thumbs touching and they place it in front of the sacral chakra and they know that that is a shield of power against negative thought and psychic attack. Now, you might think I'm talking absolute BS, but you'll go and look at any, like, Theresa May or any of them, when they're out in public, especially Theresa May, she used to do it all the time. She would always have her hands in some funky little position in front of a sacral chakra to protect her from that energy attack. I'm telling you, that's why she was doing it, because it's it's just, it's like, you know, they know. It's funny, all the years, people like, you know, in that in power, like, avoid me, because they know I can detect it and go through that bullshit. <laughs> so they avoid me like the plague, which is good for me, because they leave me alone then. Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's very real, you know. It's, uh, it, there's a dark side to all the energy, and mm. you know they, they do use it in black magic. You know, they, they use well, the to kill people. Oh, it's one of the most magical objects, probably on the planet. Yeah, and there's all those artifacts of death that were uh, incorporated into the build. You know, and people just see a trotting by in a golden coach, but they don't know what's in that, you know, why it's in there, why they've included a bit of a B-52 bomber, you know, and other magical items. You see the nurses' belt buckles and it's a Masonic hmm. pentagram, you know, and it's right there on your face. And if you don't know about symbolism, then you miss it. Yeah, it's everywhere, it's isn't it? On buildings and everything, all the time. Yeah. Oh, magical objects. Yeah. These are the ingredients of it. It cracks me up when people, you know, they're, they're, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist because you've just seen a pyramid. And it's like, yeah, okay. Not, I'm not going to spend all night explaining hermetic magic to them. But, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. The symbols, as I should say, they're very, very powerful in the human psyche. And, you know, Carl Jung was very aware of it. And he did write a, a, a good book called Man and His Symbols. And he explains it in the viewpoint he had, which is good for But yeah, it's very real, hermetic magic. You know, he back it up with chi. You got some very powerful. You see, old businesses, they all have these little design logos, but what they are is magical sigils for power and success, etc. Well, they even change the name so that the right numerology comes out as well, don't they? Yeah. 
And often they do everything on dates, like, you know, the elections on the 2nd of November. That's actually the Day of the Dead, uh, All Souls Day, or is it All Saints? Um, it's my birthday. But, you know, they, everything uh, they do is, like, a significant date. There's a lot of 22nds. They do things on the 22nd a lot. And, you know, uh, it's just they're doing it because it's all magic. It's all power. And magic with a K on the end, not a pulling a rabbit out of a hat, although they do do that as well. Um, so yeah, everything, all the symbols, uh, they're all specifically designed to empower a product or a place or a, a business or whatever. That's what logos are. And then you tell you, it, and then they become like a, and a thought form. <laughs> yeah. You do see a lot of similarities in shape when you do start looking at a few, don't you? Mm. Yeah, with a lot of them. Yeah, but you can ascribe your own meaning to anything. Oh, yeah, in, sure, yeah. I mean, so, and that's part of it being a sigil. It, it's what your intention is. In, in business, it's to be successful, so. Yeah. That's why businesses have logos. But I don't think most people, businessmen or anyone, they're particularly aware of that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I was just looking, funny enough, you talking about symbolism. I was just looking at a thing on here, I've just got it on my computer in front of me here. The Bitcoin uh, ATM thing is very similar to the, the Illuminati sign with the eye on it. <laughs> yeah. So that's quite a good sample that I'm looking at right in front of me here. Mm. I know you can't no, see it on the show, but it's, it's true. I, one of the best symbols I ever saw was the BT symbol of the Piper. When you look at it, it's everything built around a snake. Hmm. I was just like, why did they put a snake there? Well, <laughs> there again, the, the the reptilian thing comes into it, doesn't it, Frank? Is, yeah. is that is that a connection? It, possibly. I, I really. I really don't know, but I won't dismiss it. Hmm, because like you say, the, the, the snake does come into a lot of things, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, he was worshipped by the Mayans, weren't it, or the Incas? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, something like that, it was called. The, the, the feathered snit serpent. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 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 in Indian mythology, you've got the Nagas. Mm. Snake people in English mythology or Christianity, you got Saint George and the Dragon. Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, my personal belief is that they're all talking about the energy, the dragon energy. Yeah. You know, Saint George, how, how the hell is he going to kill a dragon with a sword? <laughs> well, he could divert the energy. St. Patrick goes to Ireland, he gets rid of all the snakes. Yeah, again, you that's know. another one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what's that about? <laughs> so, you know, it's all there in legend. He, he, even, uh, Adam and Eden are going to the Eden. Hmm. You know, you got the, yeah, the serpent again. Well, we, this is it, yeah. Uh, Lucifer, or Satan, whatever you want to call him, Tempt Eve 
but God punishes him by making him slide on his belly for eternity so did he have arms and legs before it and was he a reptilian <laughs> you know a big question yeah and also he was cast out of heaven so he was one of them what and humans were made in their image yeah. so I've often questioned is the human reptilian hybrid already with us because I have seen one guy shapeshift into one yeah I remember you uh, said about that and I was just like what the f- mm. <laughs> what, what, what am I actually seeing you know am I going crazy but it, it's there and the mythologies there the histories there if you're going crazy, I'm going crazy because I saw him step out of Jason Andrews. So. Mm. Yeah. There you go, ring for a rubber bus. Yeah, I mean the things <laughs> I've heard that from several people that I I trust, you know, that they're telling the truth. Um, yeah. You know, and they're, they're very similar types of story as well. You know, that's so there's got to be well, something in it the way I see it. We're crazy. I mean, when you listen to it, like, objectively, it's absolutely crazy, but we've seen it, and, you know, it's a, it's like, we're not, like, having a great laugh about it all. I mean, I barely talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not about attention or being cool or all of the other reasons that people lie about all this stuff. Mm. You know, it's like mind-breaking knowledge. You know, it's really harsh on your brain, isn't it? Is seeing things like this because when you dismiss everything, for, and you you analyse it for years and years and never stop analysing it. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, I'm not crazy because I wasn't the only person who saw it either. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm going right back to the the ley lines again. Let's go right back to when they very first became aware of these ley lines. Um. Was it just a certain faction of people that were aware of these ley lines and wanted to build on them? Uh, I mean, what, what, how did they become aware of it, I wonder, you know? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah. Why did some people know about it and not others? Most of your earliest uh, evidence is like stone circles and stone crowns. But you go to more ancient sites like Gobekli Tepe and... Uh, that one in South America, Tichuacano, whatever it's called. The energy of lines around there, they're clear on maps, you can see them. Mm. So it's an interesting question, that. But they must have had a heightened ability of experiencing chi like I experience it. Yeah. I mean, what I was trying, I think what I was getting at is, do you think there's an ancient alien element to that? Possibly, you know, it's like a uh, Cusco. Why did they carve out them ancient glyphs? Mm. Why, why did they carve out ancient glyphs in England? You know, when you can only see them from the sky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know why? And it's a valid question. Well, I think it goes back to the energy thing, doesn't it? And the chi that you're talking about. And and I was saying about your skin telling you everything about your environment. We're we're bombarded with all kinds of stuff constantly now that we're just being sent so many signals that it's not a case of being able to necessarily decipher any of it. 
before we had all of this noise and all of this built up everything and the electronics that we would have been a much more natural in a much more natural state and would have you know when you like you were saying at the beginning about don't look at your enemy because they know that you know you're looking at them it's because you've got that extra sense in your environment mm. so would have been uh, heightened and and probably just very common yeah. but we're just overwhelmed with everything the way life is yeah. that you know we have to shut it all out we have to tune out you know, almost everything to stay sane because it's overwhelming yeah no the, the other thing which I'll bring into that is when I do tune in I can see the energy you know I'll, I'll start looking at people's auras and stuff but you can see the, the layer lines and I believe you know like when I was growing up as a kid one of the neighbours he used to take me into the Kalahari to a village where the Sam Bushmen were and <coughs> on occasions I have gone hunting with them but the night before the witch doctor Sangoma would cast the bones and then tell the hunters where to go and find the animals. Now, the hunters would take on the persona of the animal and track it, and they would find it. The older I've got now, I believe, they were seeing where the energy was left behind, where the animals were going. Because if you hold an object, your aura stays around that object for up to 24 hours. But when a psychic picks the object up and does psychometry, that, that's where they're getting the energy or information from. So, I believe the Sam Bushman were hunting like this. And I've also found out since uh, the Aborigines will walk for miles and they're following the energy lines and they feel them or they see them and they just follow them so they know where they're going you know where the water holes are and, and stuff mm. you know it's like a Google Maps but without the apps <laughs> <laughs> it's all about energies and things now I don't really want to get too involved well, what's your opinion about this the, the arguments about um, 5G I hate to mention it really because I know it could, could go in all, all those sorts of ways because I keep hearing conflicting arguments about it do you think that this 5G could actually be put in there on purpose to actually cause more confusion to our senses uh, interesting no, I really don't know because they do well, say that well, if it's at 60, what, 60 cycles per second, uh, is it 60 cycles? I think it's something like that. It actually does interfere with your, uh, the, the, the molecules in your, um, thought patterns or something. So I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what I will say, you know, this is not. There's no difference of 4G or whatever. If, Just... if you've got an energy, it's natural. Now, some natural energies, like radiation from uranium, will kill you, mm. will give cancer. Now, there are natural energies. 5G or anything which is created by man is an artificial energy, and it will have an effect on you, whether it's very, very subtle or not. 
but it will have an effect. So yeah, it's going to affect us one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, here's the argument oh. that our, our mobile phones, if you hold, them, if you use them too too long and too much, they can damage your brain. Well, so you've got your router in your house yeah. that's kicking out a signal all the time. Right, yeah? yeah, I I grew two two little trees, little moringa trees. They are particularly sensitive. I'll give them that. But I brought, I I moved them and I put them in front of the TV by the router. And it, within 24 hours, they were both dead, really? completely, and withered brown, right? So we, we've got all that going on in our houses, and we're going on about some 5G signal. You know, it's already happening. Yeah. It's like you're already in a soup of electronic noise, of radar from aircraft yes. and yeah, everything. I... When, you know, like, you don't even realise how much you're bombarded with. So I don't really, I don't really know how 5G is going to make it be any worse or, you know, whatever. You know, and people say, no, it's nothing, it's nothing. No, it's all something. Yeah, yeah. And like, it slices through our bodies. All of this stuff is not like, it doesn't bounce off our skin. Hmm. You know, we take it into ourselves, all of it, everywhere we go. You know, you're walking past the lamppost. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I can carry a heavy static charge. I have walked past the lamppost, and because all of the electronics are at the bottom of the lamppost, I've walked past it, and the light's gone out. <laughs> really? I'm not joking. I thought, so I walked back and I did it again, but it didn't do it a third time. Whatever amount of, it's like discharging on these things, you know, but... I've picked that up from somewhere, and you know it's it, we just live in the soup mm. of this stuff. So you know, that's why like, I find it interesting. It's very difficult to get your head around the actual truth about anything, isn't it? Nowadays, because um, you've got so many different arguments on each side, and you know, trying to find the actual truth about it is very, very difficult. Hmm. Yeah, it is. You know. <laughs> Like just a simple thing with the masks. How, how many times the government has said wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. You know, they are really installing yeah. okay. that trust and you know, <laughs> well we're okay if we wear a mask, but they don't. They haven't got a clue. No. Oh, and even yeah. the CDC and the NHS well, have said have, have made conflicting statements over it, haven't they? Yeah, you know, so then that's just over a mask. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know whether they work and whether they don't work. We don't. Well, they make it up every day as they go along, don't they? they yeah. Seem to, anyway. Or, oh or my such God! Such the changes. Says yes. Such a scientist says no. That's ridiculous. It's like the government will say, "Well, this scientist has said yeah," and then when you look at who this scientist is working for, you think, "Oh my God." Where's he dug this one up? Yeah. You know, it, it's like... Oh, well, look, do you see okay, the attack to support whatever BS that they're peddling this week or next week? You know, they, 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 they'll always find somebody that'll say what they want them to say. Hmm. Yeah. That's true, yeah. And they keep checking, and none of the none of the rules that they've made have made contact with people less than. They actually have gone from making everybody sit in by themselves to, okay, you can mix with six people from six different families in one moment as many times as you want in a day. If you had a 10-hour visit into, you know, 10 groups of six, you could 
meet with 60 people a day. How is that yeah. reducing contact in any way, shape or form from having two blended families in one bubble to seven in one bubble? Well, mm-hmm. oh, six is one of the lucky numbers again, isn't it? But pretending that that one person doesn't represent a whole group of people mm. is insanity. Yeah. They're just... The stuff that they come out with, it just blows my freaking mind. Um, honest to God. Yeah. Nonsense. Aware of the, the latest things other than, like, the rule of six. But apparently he's talking about curfews. <laughs> yeah. The ten o'clock. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it goes away at ten o'clock. <laughs> I'm just, just going to say this to the whole world. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to bed now, the old forest. <laughs> I, I used to live in a town called Grinachan. And every night at eight o'clock, the siren would go off. That was the curfew. And that was for the blacks to run for their lives. Because anybody that was still on the streets who was black would get shot. Mm. Uh, the police, being bad marksmen, would shoot them in the back of the head or in the back of the centre of the bank. And, you know, as a kid, I did see one get shot. So when I hear the term curfew, I think, no. Just no. This has gone beyond any kind of virus. This has gone beyond any yeah, kind absolutely. of free. It is total totalitarianism. Yeah. I mean, there's an awful lot of angry. I, mean, I know we've gone off the topic of uh, the ley lines and everything, but there's an awful lot of angry people out there, isn't there? Oh, yes, yes, and no, Deb, because the government or whoever is behind all this is using the ley lines and the chi to enforce it yeah yeah I can see that I can see what you're yeah, saying yeah. I have been feeling it for a long time and many other people like me empaths and that we've all been feeling something bigger has been coming you know not many knew what was happening they knew something was but they didn't really know now I, over the years I have looked at social engineering and how things have been happening and then 9-11 happened and the whole world changed hmm. and we're still going through that transition we just need the nail in the coffin which is happening now but they've been using the chain to do it and I have felt it you know I've got to sacred sites I've got to Stonehenge I feel it it's I'm being told it by something yeah so if you're feeling right. it, now Frank, how does it how does it pan out in the end? Does does good overcome evil? It's a, it, well, it's cheap. One can't exist without the other, and it, it it's like a magician. Does a magician use white magic or does a magician use black magic? You know, there's always that choice, but it, one can't exist without the other. It's like electricity. It doesn't exist without the positive. It doesn't exist without the negative. You know, you've got to have that balance. Well, so that means we're always going to be stuck with it then. But we've got to find the balance. Yeah, yeah. it's you know, creation, find... destruction, and, and you can't just have creation with no destruction. Where would you put everything, David? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just trying to think of something positive to sort of end up on, really. Because <laughs> yeah, okay. the way everyone's going, I mean, everyone's getting mad about all sorts of different things. I know you've got your thing you're getting mad about. I'm, 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 in, a, I'm yeah. in a position where 
really none of this affects me but it's affecting me you know and it's i'm really mad about it because i, I feel that what annoys me is they think that we're sick idiots yeah, yeah that's that's it and no, and, that, and, that, and also the thing about i can't stand liars you know and i think the fact that we are being lied to one way or the other from some you know because they are lies uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and we can feel it. We know something else is going on, so our imaginations run riot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they are a bunch of liars. Yeah. Which, which they shouldn't be, because they're supposed to be people that we pay to put in position to basically look after us and, and make sure the country runs smoothly and everything like that. And they're just not doing it, are they? They're just making a mess of everything. Oh, look, they look at us as a herd, yeah. and if that doesn't tell you everything about how they see us, then I, I don't know what to say. Mm. I mean, well, you, you're correct because we're stock. Yeah. You know, the, the whole oh. United Kingdom corporation, we're all part of it. We, we're all numbers, we're stock. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're national insurance numbers are about. Yeah. Oh, no. Anyway, but. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I suppose we'd better leave it there, eh, before we start, before I start ranting on about all sorts of other things, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for it, it's been uh, very interesting. Oh, you're welcome. And, um, well, as I say, I, I hope people out there understand a little bit more about ley lines and its power. There's certainly something in it, because Frank's, Frank's, Frank knows what he's talking about, and uh, I've, I've seen the power that he's got, as so and Sasha's had as well. And um, yeah. you know, it's um, as I say, Frank uh, knows what he's talking about. I, I can't, there's no more I can say about it. And um, Frank, thanks very much for coming on and uh, spending some time with us. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. I, I said that last time. I thought we might, I might have seen you again before now, but uh, what all the lockdowns and God knows what else was going on. It's uh, looks like it might be next year now. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is on my bucket list. Yeah. I, I did plan to tour Europe this year, but <laughs> yeah, that's well, it. I think we all went to go somewhere this year, but uh, I've got the money, got the motorbike, and know where to go. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? That lovely bike you bought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm New Year's Eve, it'll be 1985. <laughs> I know my wife, she'll want to have a go on the back of your bike if she ever got a chance, but uh, it ain't going to happen this year, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sasha, thanks a lot for coming on and helping out. And, um, oh, I've it's a, enjoyed it's it, always yeah. a pleasure. And uh, take care of yourself. I know you've got some hospital stuff going on and all sorts of things with oh, your children and the government and God knows what else. And hope yeah. that all turns out <laughs> right for you and um, we'll... Thank we'll you. follow up and see what's going on and um oh, a lot of us in the same position but i think really at the end of the day it's good luck yeah. to all of us what's going on and that's worldwide it's not just this country Hello, ho chaps yeah <laughs> anyway um frank good night and sasha good night and everyone out there good night thank you very much for listening you've been listening to the paranormal radio network uh, paranormal dimensions i'm david young good night and thanks for listening bye bye all well, cheers Cheers, Frank. Bye-bye. What? Right. <laughs> Paranormal Dimensions is as bright and powerful as our celestial star, the sun. And although it's expending thousands of pounds of energy every minute of the day, have no fear. There's plenty left.
Paranormal Dimensions is a regular feature on Mondays on the Paranormal UK radio network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.